In this episode of Tech Transformation, we're talking about the future of personalization, both in stores and online. We're talking with Tyler Wozni, Chief Digital Officer for Madison Reed, the hair color brand and retailer that's using technology to do some pretty awesome things in consumer engagement. We're talking about where it makes sense to use augmented reality and where it can become kind of a gimmick. And we're digging into why choosing a tech partner can sometimes feel a little bit like using Tinder. Stay tuned for that and more on Tech Transformation. Welcome to Tech Transformation with CGT and RAS News, where we explore the innovative tech strategies and trends in retail and consumer goods. I'm Lisa Johnston, Senior Editor at CGT, and in this episode, I'm talking with Tyler Wozni, Chief Digital Officer for Madison Reed. So Tyler's here to talk with us to tell us a little bit about what they're doing, give us a look under the hood, and share some information about what they have planned. So Tyler, thanks so much for talking with me today. Uh, Get us started. Tell us a little bit about yourself and a little bit about Madison Reed. Absolutely, Lisa. It's great to be here. Thank you for having me and Madison Reed. Uh, So at Madison Reed, uh, I'm a chief digital officer. So my team consists of digital product managers, product designers, um, and our engineering and technology teams. And so we have that one team thinking end-to-end about our clients' digital experiences as they become aware of the brand, all the the way through interacting with that first quiz and first match of their their right color and product, uh, and then all the way through her um, her subscription and retention with with the brand. So um, it's it's a broad scope, but we have a lot of fun with it. So I'm glad you mentioned the quizzes. Um, you've been using technology really since your founding, whether whether it's through those quizzes or through chatbots. So for Madison Reed, where does technology sit within uh, within the business? When Amy Arrett founded Madison Reed in 2015, she strongly believed that technology was always going to play a core role in the in the company. Um, no one had ever sold hair color online before, at least not very effectively. And so um, her hypothesis was that by applying technology and a great digital experience, we can build up the client's confidence to be able to uh, select a hair color and give us the right information to help her choose, um, as well as um, all those other touch points throughout her throughout her journey. Um, and so it started off with you know your basic website, and it's evolved you know dramatically over time with our color quiz, um, our pretty advanced algorithm that we use to match the client with her right color um, and product. Um, as well as all the digital touch points we have both while she's at home, while she's in her bathroom, and also while she's in her hair color, our hair color bars, um, getting a service done. I'm glad you mentioned confidence. Um, hair color, choosing hair color is obviously a lot different than choosing makeup or clothing online. You know, when you get wrong, you can just take it off and change it one or the other. <laughs> Not so much. Um, so can you talk about how you're delivering on that promise to consumers, um, you know, both from a tech aspect and how are you communicating that with consumers? Totally. Uh, this is this is the crux of the business. Um, 
you know, uh, you can imagine a client, here's about Madison Reed. It's a prestige hair color that uh, typically she's only ever been able to get in a salon. Um, and now she can get it at home as well as in, a, as, in, as in our hair color bars. And so she's excited. She comes to our site. Um, the ingredient story is fantastic. We have no ammonia, so it doesn't stink and it's non-drip, so it doesn't create a mess. So the product's fantastic. And then all of a sudden she gets into it and she thinks, Oh my gosh, what if my hair goes orange or what if it goes too warm or what if it doesn't come Orange is a good color. Orange is probably yeah, exactly. not the worst color. <laughs> right. Good, good, good point. Uh, but if it's not what she wants, you know, who knows, right? Or it's too, too, too dark. Um, and all these questions start popping up. And so a big part of what my team thinks about is um, within that digital experience, what are all the ways that we can help build her confidence and reduce her fear? Uh, and that's really what the brand stands for. It's all about building confidence. Uh, and so there's a few ways we do that. I mean, in our in our hair color quiz, um, we're asking her questions that many women, even though they may have been coloring for many tens of years, have never been asked. Uh, you know, if they've walked the shelves of Walgreens, there's no one there to help. So they kind of look at the box and see, oh, yeah, that's about right. Let's try this. Um, and when they're in their salon, their colorist is sort of takes one look at their hair and it's like, I have you like they do the work no for more. you. Like, don't don't worry about it. Right. And so these questions about um, what texture is your hair? What color are your eyes? Um, how long is your hair? Um, what's your treated color? What's your natural color? Like all these, all these questions that she's never really been asked. And so, um, through that process, we actually get her to feel more confident already, uh, because we give her the rightful impression that we know what we're talking about. We have master colorists working at Madison Reed that know exactly what to do with all the answers she gives us. Um, and, and so what we've now done is built that brain of a master colorist into the algorithm um, that then provides her with the with the correct match. Um, and then, you know, further to that, we help her um, make sure. So, you know, we use our augmented reality virtual try on uh, tools uh, that says, OK, we've landed on your perfect match of uh, Barolo Brown or or um, or Grape Red and we offer her the ability to try it on right then and there from her own home. Um, and so uh, we see that when people actually try on their hair color live, uh, it increases conversion by like 30%. Yeah. And so we're always trying to get in front of her to make sure that we're giving her all the tools she needs to feel confident and then, and then check out and give it a try. So we've seen augmented reality really ramp up during the use of the pandemic um, with a lot of different brands. Uh, you've been, but you've been using augmented reality for several years. So as a chief digital officer, I want to get your take. In your view, how has the technology really progressed? Yeah, I mean, two years, maybe more than that, four years ago, it was quite revolutionary. Um, and actually, at that time, I was at Sephora working on their virtual try-on, um, started with lip, eyeshadow. Um, and, you know, it was it was cool. Uh, and it was, uh, for a lot of brands, kind of like a marketing moment, a splashy, exciting thing that, you know, um, folks in the press might pick up. And I think what we've found over time is that the brands that have really kept it and evolved it are those where they really 
really find a utility from it. Um, you know, the marketing moment has, has ended. And, uh, and so for us, like I said, where we see such an improvement in conversion when people use it, we really see it as a tool. And so when we were onboarding um, that, that technology, you know, something that we were very, very cognizant of is that it wasn't just for fun. It wasn't, hey, try on this random brown or this random red. Um, the color that she tried on had to as precisely as possible match the color that she was going to receive if she actually used that product. And so um, we are very, very precise in um, in how we use it. Um, it's 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 absolutely a tool. Um, it's 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 not sort of a um, a fun Snapchat filter. It is a little fun. You can share it with your friends. You can share it with your family. Um, but we want to make sure that it's as precise as possible so that she's getting the right color. Snapchat's a good, I think, a good comparison. Um, I, you know, where do you think using augmented reality makes sense? I mean, because you see it in a lot of places, it feels a, a pr- bit gimmicky in, in some mm-hmm. situations. So, how totally. do you think the industry is handling this right now? Do you think we're gonna I think there's gonna be a backlash on on you don't need augmented reality for that? Right. Yeah, I think you're. I think you're right. Uh, you know, there's some folks like. I think of the Ikeas and the Home Depots that they use it for furniture. I think that's another case where it gets, you know, pretty utilitous. Uh, you know, I think what's holding it back at this point is, is actually it's a hardware, it's a hardware problem. And so we really just have our phones um, at our disposal to, to, to interact with augmented reality. And that's great, but that kind of limits the use cases. Uh, I know there's plenty of companies that are working on on the hardware. And, and once we get to a point where it's much smaller, I'm thinking glasses or even contact lenses, that's when I think augmented reality is going to make the big leap for our society. Um, you know, until then, we're going to keep on improving the ability to do it and, and making it as precise as possible. Um, and then we're also we're also planning to bring it into our stores. And so um, we we have been very focused on what the digital experience looks like going from home to store uh, uh, as you may imagine um, you know our, our clients quite often come into the store like a new store opens in 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 Santa Monica and uh, she walks in and she says hey I was matched with this color is this is this right and so our colorists are there to provide that in-person help and we've installed these human sized screens in our hair color bars, which are really cool, that um, today allows you to play with our different shades and our different products and our different routines. Um, and shortly, it will also allow you to try on those colors from the hair color bar so that you can either take a box home with you or you can book a time to do a service to have that color put on you live. That's very cool. So it's really giving, kind of building in another layer of confidence, right? So just if you want to have the, the stylist check it out and make sure, yes, no, that's actually what you want and that's actually what you're going to get. Exactly right. And um, we've seen a huge amount of engagement uh, on those screens within the stores. Um, again, we're providing her with the tools she needs to make the right decision. Um, and and we're trying to reduce the amount of kind of gimmicky stuff, to your point, that's on there. Um, that's, I have nothing uh, really against the gimmick. I think it's fun to see what can happen, <laughs> but maybe not with hair color. <laughs> totally, totally. <laughs> um. Can we talk a little bit about machine learning? Um, you know, this sure. is something you and I talked about in our prep call. I'm really interested to hear how Madison Reed is using it, you know, use cases and, and really how you're building your organization around it. Yeah. 
you know, we've been working with pretty sophisticated algorithms for some time um, with our hair color matching tool. Um, and so that has been evolved um, significantly, especially over the last six to eight months. Um, again, driving towards precision um, and, and making sure that, you know, the data we're receiving is providing her the best possible match. Um, so we'll always have a massive focus there. Um, in terms of recommendations, uh, that's really our bread and butter. That's where a lot of our uh, company's IP lives. But as we expand use cases, you know, um, what we've come to realize is that we have a data set unlike anyone else. Um, we have uh, close to 20 million hair color profiles um, that um, our prospects and clients have filled out over the last six years um, with a range of information about their hair color, um, you know, what they are looking to do, their goals, some of the things that they don't like about their hair. Um, and so with that data, we have a unique ability to mine it for opportunities and insights in our business. So, you know, one use case um, that we have developed um, and now implemented is all around driving retention with our with our consumer. So um, you know maybe we didn't get the color perfect on the first on the first match. How do we know that even before she does, so that we can give her options to either come into a hair color bar or have a call with our licensed colorists um, on the phone or a video consultation? Um, and so just getting in front of her before uh, before she might think of going somewhere else. Um, you know as we further develop it. You know, it's a really interesting business problem in that we have this amazing, you know, database and 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 data points on on clients' hair nationwide, um, but not all the use cases are right in front of us, and so it takes a team to be built around that to be able to mine that data and kind of spend some time swimming in it to find those insights and and those potential benefits. And so the ROI can get a little murky, right? We, we don't know exactly. We know there's, we know there's gold in them hills, sure. but we don't know exactly where, where to look. You don't know time. what you don't know yet. Exactly right. And so, um, and so we're making the choice at Madison Reed to invest, uh, because we think there's a significant upside there. Um, and so we've made a few recent hires that will certainly add to that expertise. And, um, and we're going to spend some time here. And, and I think it's going to, I think it's going to produce some pretty amazing results. So kind of building off that, and especially with this new emerging technology that you're using, you know, can you, our audience is made of senior technology executives. I know they would love to hear, you know, if you could talk about your tech vetting process. Sure. Yeah. I mean, we've evolved that philosophy over time. Uh, when we started Madison Reed, um, no one did what we needed them to do. Like there was nothing off the shelf that we could just pull and be like, oh, it's a, you know, a, a color matching algorithm and it's a subscription management tool and it just didn't exist. And so from day one, we really had to build a lot of our own technology just to make the business that we were trying to design run. Um, you know, over time as, you know, third parties have become more uh, developed and more sophisticated, we're now in the process of really deciding what is it of our technology that is driving enterprise value and is driving a competitive advantage? And what of our technology is just sort of like commoditized and we could potentially get off the shelf? 
and so, you know, we're making those choices as we go to, to switch out some of that infrastructure that, that isn't kind of in our lane um, and then really focus and double down on the stuff that is. Um, and so when we look at, you know, technology vetting, um, I think there's a couple different layers. There's a whole vetting layer of third parties. You know, we really view that as it's like dating, you know, you, you're, you're on, you're on Tinder looking at all the different options. Some you swipe right, some you swipe left and you have to get into, um, you have to get into the mode of this is going to be a long-term partnership. So what does your roadmap look like? What does our roadmap look like? Do they match? Um, what if we have an issue? What does that look like? So for some of our third party, we've really gotten the habit of picking wonderful, wonderful partners, um, in the stuff that, that is more commoditized and, and out of our swim lane when I think the other side of it is vetting technology that we're going to build. And so um, more recently that came into play when we were building our new mobile apps. Um, and so there's plenty of different ways that you can build a mobile app. Um, you can build it kind of strictly native on each platform. Um, you can do it kind of cross-platform with something like React Native. Um, and so we went through that process to figure out what was the best for us long-term and, you know, what were the, what were the experiences we wanted to build? And so what technology did we, did we need to use in order to make that happen? So when you're building things, you're starting new initiatives, what are the KPIs that you're using to measure success? Totally. Um, it all depends. Actually, the mobile app use case is a, is a good one. You know, our hypothesis was that, um, we have a huge population of our clients that are just so passionate about the brand. They love it. Um, if you, if you, um, you know, scroll through Facebook, you'll look at certain posts and people are super passionate about their hair and, and their results that they achieved. It's, it's kind of incredible. And so, you know, with that, we thought there was an opportunity to really have a place on their home screen, um, for, for Madison Reed, given that, you know, they are, um, recurring purchases. Um, we have our subscription model, um, as well as our hair color bars where people are, uh, um, booking appointments and, 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 and booking services and, and finding new, new locations that are popping up. So, you know, a lot of my counterparts in other, in other organizations thought we were crazy. They said, apps are dead. Why are you building apps? That's so stupid. And, um, and we stuck to our guns and, and we built them and launched them, um, kind of, uh, early last year and they've been a massive success. I was going to say, what's the feedback our, then? Yeah. Our hypothesis was correct, which is, um, when we're on that client's home screen, the level of engagement just even increases. And so, you know, we've had well into the six figures of downloads, um, in that time. Um, we see, you know, very high conversion. Um, we see much higher retention of our clients that have the mobile app. And so that's a great use case of where technology has played a role to impact business results. And, um, and then we're really only just doubling down on those now. So, you know, as we evolve our membership and, and, and kind of client interactions, so much of it is going to be based on our mobile apps because, again, we have that place on our home screen. So I was just going to ask, so do you see room for extension within the app? So that's something you're going to continue to expand upon? Totally. Um, I mean, we the, the place in, in the next kind of quarter or two where we're focusing is what is that mobile app experience within the hair color bar? We want it to be a seamless transition for her when she's, you know, booking her appointment at night watching The Bachelor, uh, and then coming into our hair color bar, you know, a few days later, um, and, and, you know, 
what we have today is where she goes into a bit of a store mode where she can track, you know, how long she has in her processing time. Um, she's able to check out earlier, hands-free checkout. Um, and so we're, we're building more engagement tools in that experience um, so that, you know, she can learn more about Madison Reed. She can learn about the other routines that we have available for her to do at home to make sure her she's she's got the best hair care routine um, in between colorings. Um, and then, you know, also making her aware of all the other benefits that we have at Madison Reed for, for being a member. Um, so I came into this talking about all the amazing things you're doing with personalization. I'm not going to back away from that, but personalization is becoming a bit of a buzzword. So, um, you know, how do you continue to disrupt as the larger CPGs are, they're really elevating their game on this as well. They really are. Um, and it's, it's been impressive to see. I mean, I think the, the leg up that we continue to have is that kind of one-to-one direct relationship with our consumer. You know, she comes to Madison Reed. Um, she creates an account at Madison Reed. She has a membership with Madison Reed with a lot of our counterparts um, in the larger CPG brands. You know, they're almost predominantly selling through wholesale or through salons. And so they don't have that one-to-one direct relationship and they don't have um, that level of engagement that we do. So our clients are so excited to tell us everything about their hair. They're so excited to tell us about their concerns and what they're looking for. And so with that information, we can, we can, um, we can personalize not only the experience, but also the products, routines, colors, shades that we give to her. And so, um, you know, we like to think that when someone comes to Madison Reed, you're never going to find a more perfect match than if you do it with us. Um, Okay, so we've talked augmented reality, we've talked machine learning, we've talked mobile apps. What are, and this could be some of the same answers, but what are some of the technologies that you view as the future of consumer engagement? Yeah, um, you know, I think I think what you talked about around augmented reality and machine learning, I think those are going to be critical um, as we solve kind of consumer problems and, and business problems. You know, I think where we're spending a lot more time is what is that in-store technology look like um, to really unlock that client experience. And so, you know, we have built uh, what we call our color cloud system, and, and it's a SaaS platform that... Um, gives our colorists an app to be able to know that when, you know, Sally Smith comes into the hair color bar, we know how many times she's been there. We know what her notes were from previous appointments. We know what her shades have been. Um, We know what her typical processing time is so we can, you know, perfect that experience for her with the colorist. Um, And then, you know, also um, another app that we have that basically runs all the operations within our hair color bar. So uh, I think it's technology that's unlocking that human to human interaction within the hair color bar. Um, And for us, we, you know, we've just opened our 60th hair color bar. We'll have 80 by the end of the year. Um, And so, you know, for most Americans, there's going to be a hair color bar near you. And so it's that opportunity to go in there and really experience kind of not only that, um, that great client experience, but, um, but to kind of unlock what she's already been doing at home from her mobile phone and from her desktop in, in, in the hair color bar. Okay. So we are almost out of time. I have one last question we'd like to close with. Um, sure. what is an innovative retail experience that you've personally experienced, uh, whether in stores or online? We've been asking this of all our guests and we're getting some pretty creative answers. So I'd love to hear. Cool. From you. I love the question. Uh, 
so recently I moved to uh, Miami, Florida, uh, and and it's been really amazing to experience the kind of in-person events that they have now restarted sure. since uh, the pandemic has slowed down. And so um, a few months ago, uh, we were able to, to spend some time um, with the Art Basel crowd. And, you know, I think they've done a really good job of bringing retail and commerce to to intersect with culture, um, so music and, and art. And so, you know, a few of our favorite artists um, were showing at Art Basel. And so we were able to kind of check out their, you know, digital experiences beforehand. What were they showing? What was their, um, what was their point of view? What was their philosophy? What were they, what were they trying to get at with their art? And then go and see it live in person, interact with the artist. Um, and then, and then what they did is they followed up really brilliantly with some commerce opportunities, not only for the physical art, but now with, you know, potentially their NFT or, um, or other tokens. So, you know, um, I think that is only going to further develop, um, within like, you know, arts and culture, people want to, people want to be a part of it. And so our boss did a nice job of bringing that commerce element into it without it feeling, um, salesy. Yeah. I think that authenticity is really important. Um, I know I said that was my, my last question, but I'm just curious and I'm tacking this one on now. If do you see the role of culture playing, do you see culture playing a role within Madison Reed and as you're growing out your experiences? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, um, you know, we, we do a lot of things, but if we did one thing right, it's that we live by our values. And so Amy developed our five values, love, trust, courage, joy, and respect. Um, when, you know, the first week she started Madison Reed, before she'd even sold the box of color, we already had our core values. And so we truly talk about them when we live them. Um, we live them every day. And so I think it's that culture that we, we have internally that we try to also show our clients. Um, and so when they come to us, they know that they're going to be treated with love. They know we, they know that um, they're going to be treated with respect um, and that we have the courage to kind of give her the right shade. Um, and so we hope that translates to how our clients feel when they interact with the brand and, and interact with our products. Awesome. Thanks so much, Tyler. Thanks for taking my question, especially that last add-on one. I'm super excited to have you on Tech Transformation. Uh, You gave us some great information. So thanks for joining us. It's been awesome, Lisa. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to Tech Transformation with CGT and RIS News. Be sure to subscribe to learn more innovative strategies and trends in the retail and consumer goods industries. And don't forget to visit consumergoods.com and rsnews.com to sign up for our newsletter. (laughs) 